Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the epistle reading. Maybe see. In the name of Jesus, what makes any of this good? Have you ever thunked about it? Like, why do we even call this Friday good? Well, it ain't a misnomer. No false advertisement. Nothing wrong with the name Good Friday. It is correcto. It's correct. Good Friday is good because Christ's blood is good enough to wipe out our sins, and therefore we can say good riddance. Say it with me. Good riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance to our sins. See, the problem is that we can shed all the blood in the world, and it isn't enough. Our hellacious problem is that we can't get rid of our sin, our shame, our guilt, no matter how much blood we spill. Now, it's probably a good bet to say that no one here has ever murdered someone physically. It's a good bet, right? But we all have blood on our hands. We do. All of us do. Our own blood and the blood from others. We have all shed blood. We have shed blood trying to make things right. We have shed blood trying to give ourselves peace of mind. We have shed blood trying to make ourselves better. Do you see it? The blood? The blood? From trying to gain people's approval, working so hard trying to gain people's approval and acceptance and love. The blood from slicing and dicing people's reputations, well, because they deserved it, right? The blood from wringing our hands raw because of fear and worry and anxiety. The blood from beating ourselves up, from failing and flailing. The family, the friends, yet again, the blood. in our eyes, wanting to wound those who have wounded us, the blood from that scab we just keep picking at and won't let heal because we keep living in the past. Harassed by poor decisions, hounded by past hurts, haunted by what would have, could have, should have been. We have spilled blood, but it doesn't make anything better. The blood that we have spilled actually makes everything worse, adding sin upon sin, tears upon tears, pain upon pain, hurt upon hurt, punishment upon punishment, death upon death. It's never enough. 
even in the OT, the Old Testament, no matter the blood sacrifice, it could never suffice. Did you know that every sin comes with a price tag? Everyone. Every single sin does. And the only currency approved by our God is red. It's what? It's what? Blood. He doesn't accept Visa and MasterCard. Venmo. I still need to know what that is. Silver, gold bars. Franklin's. I-O-U's. He only accepts crimson currency. As we hear in our epistle reading, Hebrews 9.22, Indeed, under the law, mo almost everything is purified with blood. And without blood, the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Now, blood is shed pretty early in human history because it doesn't take Papa Adam and Mama Eve very long to, 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 to sin. I mean, almost immediately, they are running away from God with their breath reeking of forbidden fruit. And no amount of Altoids can cover up that stench. No amount of Altoids can cover up their sin. Now, they try to cover up using fig leaves, but fig leaf fashion doesn't work with God. It's not a style, okay? So our Creator does what He must do. He puts on the priest hat, takes out the knife, and He slaughters an animal. He covers Papa Adam and Mama Eve he covers their sin and their shame and their guilt with an animal, a lamb. Behold the lamb. Behold the substitute, the blood sacrifice. And this is really how worship in the OT, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant is set up. Blood sacrifices and, and, and substitutes. You heard that in the epistle reading. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugura inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. It is not enough that God cuts a covenant with his people at, at, at Sinai, it is not enough that, that he builds the tabernacle. It is not enough that he erects an altar. It is not enough that he starts the fire. It is not enough that he provides the priests and the beasts and the smoke and the blood. It is not enough that God actually dwells with his people in the holies of holies, the throne room of God sitting atop that blood-splattered, crimson-colored Ark of the Covenant, it is not enough because he's in there and we're out here, separated. And there is no way for us to overcome that chasm which sin has caused. 
Oh, sure, the high priest, every year for a couple of minutes, gets a stroll on in to the Holy of Holies, the throne room of God. But we can't. If we try to do that, zap, roasted, we're toast, dead men. That place off limits for you and for me. But even the high priest in the OT, the Old Testament, that entered the Holy of Holies, those men, their, their, their days were numbered. Their days were numbered. All lifelong, pushing these not enough sacrifices. And so, oh, toward God, so the blood can't stop. Just kept flowing. They could never say, good riddance. More and more and more blood was necessary. And why is that? You know why. Animals don't equal people, and people don't equal animals. No animal can be a perfect sacrifice, a perfect substitute for man. I mean, we could, we could slaughter all the furry critters, including our animals, and our, and our dogs, and our cats. Are really, you're really going to like pastor now. Okay. So, we could slaughter, sacrifice all of the furry critters on the face of planet Earth, and it still wouldn't be enough. We would still be stuck in our sin. On the highway to hell. Just as we sing, uh, at, you know, with the beautiful hymn, actually, during Lent. Not all the blood of beast on Jewish altars slain could give the guilty conscience peace or wash away the stain. One day, though, everything, absolutely everything, salvationly changes. Mary had a little lamb. And that little lamb goes uncomplaining forth as the sacrifice, as the priest, as the substitute. And Jabeth, John the Baptist, Johnny B, you know his cousin, he didn't want anyone to miss this. And so with his bony finger, he points at Jesus and he unleashes that John 129 sermon. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Johnny B wasn't off his rocker. Totally spot on. Jesus actually agrees with Cousin John. And he does so from the cross. Yes, Jesus suspended between heaven and earth, stapled to that cursed stake, cries out, It is enough. Because his blood is more than enough. The trail of blood throughout the OT, the Old Testament, leads to the birth of an infant priest who would go to Calvary and sacrifice himself for you, for me, for everybody. His temple is his body. His vestments are his flesh. And the blood that he will sacrifice, coursing through 
his veins. His spilled blood spells done. His blood will accomplish the redemption job, as, as the epistle reading tells us. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, even through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing a what kind of redemption? A temporary redemption? No, an eternal forever redemption. Eternal redemption. Eternal redemption. To redeem means to set free. And that's what Jesus does at Calvary. A life for a life. There's a prisoner swap that occurs on the Friday called Good. And there is actually a prisoner released, isn't there? Right before Jesus is crucified. Do you, do you remember his name? Anyone want to take a stab at that? Barabbas. Barabbas. Do you know what his name means? Son of a father. Son of a father. I'm looking at a bunch of Barabbas's out there. Hi, Barabbas. Hi, Barabbas. Oh, hi, Barabbas. Hey, there's another Barabbas over there. Look at all these Barabbases. Oh, hi, my name is Barabbas. We are all Barabbases because we are all sons and daughters of Father Adam. We are conceived and born in sin. We come into this world unable to save ourselves, no matter how much blood that we shed, that we spill. And Barabbas really liked to shed blood. He was, after all, a, a homemaker, a barista. He worked at Dow. No, he was an insurrectionist. You know what those guys do? They disrupt order. They're rabble-rousers. They're trying to overthrow the government. Violence was kind of like his thing, his cup of tea. He shed lots and lots of blood. He had a middle name, Treason. Treason. Yeah. That's his middle name. See, every sin, dear friends, is an act of treason against our God. Every, every act of sin is us, you know, thumbing our, our noses at God and saying, God, you do you. I'm going to do me. I know what what's best for this pretty face that I see in the mirror every morning. Yeah, God, bug off. See you later. Bye-bye. Toodles. I can do this on my own. Go my own way. Thank you very much. <clears throat> every sin, dear friends, comes with a cost. And we know what that cost is. I mean, the law of God spells it out clearly. The wages of sin is it's death. Death is the punishment that we deserve. 
Thanks be to God that Jesus is that Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus takes away all our sin so that he can die our hellacious death. He, he loads on his shoulders the whole enchilada of the world's sin. All sinners reduced to one. That man on the cross, dying for you, dying for me, dying the death we deserve to die. Jesus is the blood sacrifice, the perfect one. Jesus is the substitute, the perfect one. Jesus, who is Son of the Father, takes the place for us sons and daughters of Father Adam. And there from the cross, Jesus cries out those words, It is finished. It is finished. And the church responds with, It is finished indeed. Our blood wiped out, flushed down the drain of the Good Friday cross. See you later, good riddance, sin. That's what we get to say. Say it with me. Good riddance. Good riddance. Your sin, my sin, removed from us as far as the east is from the west because of that spilled blood shed 2,000 years ago at that tree on Calvary. That blood, dear friends, is more than enough. More than enough. It is enough. The blood at the font covering you and me. Making it so that we can stand before holy God and he accepts us, he's pleased with us, he's so tickled with you and with me. It is enough. His blood pumped into our hearts, giving us peace that no fear, no anxiety, no worry can ever take away. It is enough. His blood beginning to heal our wounded heads and our wounded hearts. It is enough. His blood covering all of our faults, all of our foibles, all of our epic fails. It is enough. His blood giving us the lens through which we see every single human being as loved by God. And so we love him. We love her. We see everyone as gift. It is enough. His blood redeeming the past, bringing good out of the bad. Now, most of this, of course, we won't see until the resurrection. But we will. We'll have that Joseph aha moment and see... How God was working good in every nook and cranny of our lives. It is enough. His blood painting our lips and our tongues and our hearts red at the Lord's Supper. So that death, death, death passes, passes over, over. It is enough. His blood paving the path to paradise. It is enough. His blood is the reason that this Friday is so, so good. It is enough. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.